Hey, this is Glenn, and welcome to another episode of Difficult Questions. This one, do we need people to be poor? Now, I kind of have a, a personal history with this, my work with homelessness, uh, my work trying to get entrepreneurial skills to students to prevent them from getting a degree in homelessness. So I really care about this. My idea is we can teach people about money and entrepreneurial skills and finance, and we can stop the poverty, at least from the person's standpoint. But what I found is we... I don't know that we necessarily need people to be poor, but this is what I found, and I'm going to kind of spitball this stuff. We have set up systems to serve the poor, both selling things to the poor, a McDonald's hamburger, a Starbucks coffee, these little bits of joy. And for people that know how to make money, that makes them a lot of money. So... By giving, by providing these things to people, to poor people, people make money. And we also serve people that are poor or that are destitute or that have, that, that are not stable. And by that, we make money. I mean, social services. So you may find your calling as a profession making money, helping other people who are poor. So do we take that away? Do we try and shrink your clientele? I think some would argue yes, but how do we do that? Um, another thing is we're only willing to pay so much for certain services, yet we want certain things done. So washing your car, mowing your lawn, working at that McDonald's, how much are we willing to pay for those products? Because there's only so much money to go around. Now we could say, well, it's the business owners, they just need to pay more. But what about their finances? And they're the ones taking the risk and having the job for people to work so do they earn less than the people that are working? Do they earn just the same? Do we put a cap on that? Whose moral standpoint do we use to figure out how much money goes around and for who? I find this a lot in people that sell things or people that work in business or work with money. There's no cap you're making money. Money is just how much money you can make and there's no moral judgment tied to that. But when people are helping people, there's a moral judgment tied to how much money they can make. So we have this, this moral tie, these moral judgments that we use on each other. And which ones do we use? How, how do we go forward with that? Um, we also have moral judgments about how people make money and how they should make money. So if you work a 40-hour work week, that's traditionally in the past few decades seen as the normal thing. But 
And you should make enough to feed your family, I guess. But that's an old model of one person working. But starting in the 70s, we really started embracing two people in the household working. And then who raises the children and how much money do we have to raise the children and how many children should we have and how much money should we have to raise those children and should that matter and do we tell people you can't afford to have kids and in this country we have not done that um, we would see that as wrong but once you have the kids how much money do you need to support the kids how much time do you need grandparents to take care of the kids for free or do you use capitalism and hire people to take care of your own kids and do you have to have enough money to take care of your own kids um is it is it right to to have a an honest day's work for an honest day's pay and what is that pay and how hard is that work and is it physical labor or is it mental labor and which is more um which is worth more money? And is there a, a, a lower limit on, on the type of work you do? Or is it work smarter, not harder? So if you can figure out how to not put in 40 hours of, let's say, back-breaking work, physical labor that you can only do for so many years before your body breaks down, are you... Are you better off? Do you are are you seen as a, still a moral person if you found a way to earn money that doesn't involve you picking lettuce or laying brick or climbing ladders for eight ten hours a day? So, whose judgments are we using, and how much? money does that job earn so the way that capitalism works is it's just kind of a game stacked on a game and everybody's trying to get what they can because it assumes that everybody is selfish and to some extent people are um, but how far do we play that out and then their governmental controls over capitalism, how much do we use that? But people will always try to game the system. And is that a, a good thing or a bad thing? Or is it just a thing? And how do we combat that? We can talk about government, but then in the same breath, we talk about corruption of government. So people, once you are in control of money, it's very easy just to funnel that to the things that you care about. And that happens in government. How do we control that? How do we control people that are really good at making money, are really good at selling things? And then how do we control people if you're good at making money, but maybe you're not good at using money to earn money, in quotes, investment, you take you go to someone that is good at investment and all they do is they figure out games to make your money earn more just by being money now is that labor is that an honest day's work for an honest day's pay and those people that are an investment 
they're not even playing with their own money. They're playing with other people's money. They're getting paid to pay with to play with other people's money. Is that honest? What is investment? Even let's say stock market. So you don't you aren't in the business. The business makes money, but the business needs more money to take more risk to let's say um let's say grow. So they need your money. So you as an investor are going to put in money and you're not going to do anything. You just provided your money, your energy into their company. And then you expect a return for that. Well, is that labor? Is that worth earnings? Well, yes, it is because it's was your money or your your energy, your assets that you gave over to somebody to use for their good and for hopefully your good. But what is moral about that? And where does that fit into honest days work for honest days pay or work smarter, not harder? You know, I think that we built out our capitalism to this point of such such indirect action. So this person siphons on the back of this person doing something and this person siphons on the back of another person and then we all earn money from it that we can no longer see the direct action anymore. And it really bugs me because it, it's just simple, right? Life is simple and we have made it hugely complex we've made it stable for ourselves out of that complexity, which just kind of annoys me to no end. But at the same time, I can't figure out how to make it more stable without that complexity. And I'm not an economist. I'm just have, in this past six years have been learning business and finance. So when I try and figure things out, I try and tell people. The other thing that just really throws me is some people don't want to know about that. There's this idea that other people should just do things. And people are made of a different, different stuff. So some people want to figure out how to be self-sustainable. Some people want to figure out how and can figure out how to earn more money or how to be entrepreneurial. Some people just want to get a job. They need that safety. They're they need income, whatever that income is, from somebody else figuring out how they will pay them so they can raise their family or drink at Starbucks or enjoy their life, however they want to do that. Is that immoral? Where the business owner is figuring out how to create the business, how to create the jobs, who's, who's more... Who, who's doing it right? And then there are people that inherit businesses. And so they only know the reality of having money and of having employees. I was talking to my father about investment and he didn't grow up with that. And I said, well, what was the idea for after you retire? Because he, they went, my, my parents went into teaching because they saw teachers that were inspired them and they wanted to inspire people. So they, they live day to day inspiring people, inspiring young people, 
with what they taught. And I said, but what, what did you think about, what were you going to do for money after you could no longer teach? And he never thought about that. He was of the generation where the government told him, if you do this job, you'll get a retirement and that will sustain you after you retire and you'll retire at some certain age. So the path was made for him and he was okay with that. He didn't have to think about, he didn't want to think about what am I going to have to do to sustain myself in my older age? Someone else will take care of me for that. And there are people that want to create these paths and they're not altruistic. They, they get something for creating the path. So if you follow the path, and especially if you ignorantly follow the path, you're letting someone else get paid for something that you may or may not agree with. Is that okay? Is my father's path of never paying attention to what he was going to do after he retired for money, is that okay? You know, I, I, I lived this life of, of, of tragedy, right? In 2008, I lost my house, the housing crisis. And it was this, there was this threat of me actually becoming homeless. And I thought, what the heck is going on? And what I found is the game was gaming me because they wanted me to be ignorant, right? They could get something from me in short term. The realtor could get their percentage if they just sold the house to me. They didn't care if I could never, if I couldn't sustain the payments. They were out of the game. Their game was short term. My game was long term. And I'd listen to them. The lender, their game was short term. They were going to turn that loan over. They were going to sell that loan anyway. They had the game. They knew how to make money. I didn't, and I got taken up in it. Whereas in my father's generation, he kind of was taken care of. There was enough left over where there's a little bit of stability. And yeah, he complains about his retirement not being enough and not being able to pay for this and being stuck, and, but not so much. He's okay. Right. Whereas myself, I realized, oh, I've just lost everything uh, to include my my any kind of uh, um, IRA or, or retirement was into an investment. And that got really hit in 2008 as well. And people said, well, sorry, you know, and, oh, wow. OK, so I have to figure this out for when I can no longer make now money and I've been trying to teach that to people, but I think we, we need people to be poor so we can earn money from them. And people also just want the comfort of a path. And so we're willing to set up those paths. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know because I've been trying to teach people to be self-sufficient and they don't want to know it. So my cynical mind says, oh, we just, we need people to be poor. We need to be able to make money off of people that don't want to know. And I need to know so I can exploit people that don't want to know. And I've been trying not to do that. And I haven't been earning money. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll keep trying. I, I live by my own moral viewpoint and I'd rather not exploit people and I'd rather give people joy and have people have value in the things that I try to, or the things that I have to offer them. 
but right now it's not working out so well. So what do I do? Do I, do I find a way to siphon money off of the system, off of people that th- things that people automatically easily value? McDonald's hamburgers or Starbucks coffee or trips to the moon or something that automatically makes them feel good, easily makes them feel good. I, I, I don't know. We'll, well, I'll keep working at it. Right. Uh, in the meantime, I, I tell people my, my goal is to grow people into wealth one story at a time. And it is economic wealth, it's strategic wealth and it's spiritual wealth. And we'll keep doing that. And if people find any value in it, great. If they don't, I don't know how I, I can do it, but I don't, I don't see myself wanting to exploit people. But sometimes it's easy. <laughs> sometimes it's easy. People are asking to be exploited. I look at it and I see things and I just think, you're waiting for pe- people wanting to get rich quick with, with no... Um, with no effort, get rich quick with no effort, right? That's a huge thing. People respond to that because, oh, no effort. That's great. I just want to get rich. And they will pay for that promise. Well, is that promise true? I was talking to my business coach and I said, I can't make promises that I don't believe are true. And he said, well, how do you know they're not true? (laughs) So, I just, that's what people do. They make promises on the opportunity of the promise instead of the actual meat of the promise. And people buy it. So I think we need people to be poor. We need people to to feed into the lottery because we need that lottery money. We need... We need to build joy and excitement. That's this short term so we can keep churning, so we can keep moving. But I don't know how long we can sustain it. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Thanks.